welcome to another message presented by the ministry of Christian Faith Fellowship. We are fulfilling the call of God on this ministry to preach the Word of God without compromise, raising up disciples who through faith in God will have a powerful impact on our world. May you be blessed through the message that we have to share with you today. May God's very best be yours. listening to uh, a series by Dr. Barclay called Warfare, God Style, and maybe some of you have heard it, and uh, it's really good. It's so much, like, there's no way I could even try to cover it in one. Uh, it's like five series, and they're long, but they're so good, and it's uh, real important because all of us deal with that, right? Um, warfare is something that if you're a human and you're breathing, you deal with it, okay? So that is all of us in here. And that includes our children. You, it, it just breaks my heart to hear of sad stories of, of six and seven-year-olds that, that are having thoughts of the enemy and, and it overtook them. And it is horrible. And that is why we have to talk about this. We would love to just talk about love all the time. I would like to come up here and just talk about love with you. But um, warfare is important. We need to know how to deal with it. Um, and we need to know how to overcome it. Well, we've already overcome, but we need to remind ourselves of that. It's not enough just to say nothing and to know it. It's, it, it's you got to speak it over your life. <clears throat> so warfare is the engagement in or activities involved in war of conflict, which would also include hostility, <clears throat> struggles, right? And, and a lot of what happens to humans is actually supernatural. It's not of this world. So we can't deal with it like we could as a, as a natural soldier in the world or a, as the world does. We have to deal with it in the, back, the, the spiritual realm, right? The real realm. And so we can choose to just deal with the warfare and like walk through it. But there's a better way. We can actually choose the, a different way to deal with it and to literally run it out of our lives and, and it, no matter what it takes. The thing is, are you going to keep trying to do it? Are you going to do it? Are you going to keep going? Or are you just going to go until you get tired and then stop? Because then you're just going to still deal with it, okay? So that's what we're talking about tonight. So my title is Be a Contender, Okay. We've got to fight. A contender. What in the world is a contender? Well, I, a contender. I, I like that word. It just reminds me of like, I never watched Rocky, but I know who he is. And like he, so like serious. And I think he won, I'm pretty sure, because he's pretty popular. So that reminds me of the word contender. I just see Rocky and like the man, right? The overcomer, in other words. The winner. And so a contender is a person that would be you and me, or a group that would be all of us, including the body of Christ, competing with others to achieve something. Now, I'm not competing with you. You are my brothers and sisters. We're a team. I am competing against the powers of darkness. And not in the sense that I'm going to win, because you see, we've already won. We're not getting in a ring and boxing with the devil or these dark demons. We're not doing that. 
were contending to hold fast to the confession of our faith. We're contending to hold fast to our faith. That is what we're doing. That's what we're contending. And some days we contend together. And some days we contend alone. Whenever I was in high school, I ran track. And I, I liked it. It was, it was really fun. And some, some track meets, we would have to do a group relay, right? And so it would be like, okay, well, if I lose, well, it's all of us that lost. <laughs> it's not just me, <laughs> okay? So that, that was fine. You know, you still you want to be ready and everything. But, um, but then there was other events that you were on your own. And you either lost or you won or you got, you know, first or whatever. Well, as a group, as a group, we were contending with other schools. If I were to do my, my, my 100 hurdles, I'm lined up with these other schools. But guess who's lined up with me? Some of my own school teammates, right? They're with me. And now I'm contending with them. But I'm not trying to wipe them out of the water. Now I am trying to win, but together we are trying to gain ground for our school. So like I can get first, I can get second, they can get first, they can get second, and we gain more ground for our school, right? right? So I'm not necessarily tra trying to just beat them, but we are trying to, to do our best with each other to beat the others, right? We are contending for a prize. And so that's what we're doing. We are contending together and sometimes on days alone, to push back darkness, to gain ground for the gospel of Christ. So if you're in children's church, raise your hand if you're in children's church. It's like my whole family. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I should do the teacher, shouldn't I? No? Okay. Just kids, sorry. That was, that was a bad idea, Miss Deb. Yes, good, thank you. for uh, Little kid. okay, come on up here if you're in kids' church. So we're going to practice a memory verse that we need to learn. The adults need to learn it. And I am challenging you to know this first by next Wednesday. You and them. Yeah. Okay. But hey, the reason why we memorize verses is because we want to gain light. We want to gain ground for light. Okay. Okay. You guys look at me. Okay, we're doing 2 Corinthians 10.5. Are you ready? I'm going to teach you some motions so you can take it home with your parents and teach them it this week, okay? You ready? Okay, don't just pretend like there's nobody behind you, like we're in class, okay? Okay, we're going to say casting down arguments with one hand. Say that. Casting down arguments. Perfect. And every high thing, every high thing that, exalts that exalts itself against the knowledge of God Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Good. Give him a hand clap. Okay. I'm going to call you up later to do it again. Okay. All right. Good job. Okay. That is a, that is a very important verse. Now, yes, let's go to 2 Corinthians 10 real quick. Because I want to read 4, but I want to focus on 5 tonight. 2 Corinthians 10. Amen. Verse 4 and 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. You can pull down strongholds with the weapons of God. You have a stronghold on your life. You can overcome it. You can cause it to surrender to you. Amen. 
That's powerful. That's good. That's hope for us, right? Casting down arguments, or we all know that's reasonings, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now, we're going to talk about that in depth a little later, but that is important. We need to know that verse. We need to know that we have things that we can do to overcome anything that is literally trying to overcome us, because that's what it's trying to do. It's trying to overcome you. So there's seven redemptive names of God, and we're going to, just going to talk about one of them is Jehovah Nisi. Yes. And yeah, it's good. All of them are good, but that's, that, that is the Lord our banner. It also means the Lord our mighty warrior. Your God is a mighty warrior for you. It also means the Lord is my victory. Okay? So we have the victory. You know, we used to sing that song, His banner over me is love. Well, I did never even know what that meant. But, you know, a banner is no different than going to a football game or baseball, whatever sport you like. Just pick one. And they have flags or they have those giant finger things, or they have shirts or hats. And those are all banners. What are they doing? They're showing their allegiance to that team, their dedication to that team. Those are banners. But God's banner over me is victory. God's banner over me is mighty warrior for God. You see, his banner over me shows that I am allegiant to him. It shows my allegiance to him. He's redeemed me, and he's my Lord. We're learning about that, right? He, he purchased us. You have a banner over you, whether you show it off or hide it in your pocket or ignore it. The banner's there. You are the Lord's. God alone is the one who gives the victory, though. So we cannot put our trust in us. We can't be, you know, hold our banner higher than other people. No, the banner is the banner, and God is the one who gives the victory. Nothing you do, nothing you do is better than me, and nothing I do is better than you, and the neighbor next to you, and so on and so on and so on. We're all his. And so why? Why do we have warfare then? What in the world? Doesn't God know what he's doing? Didn't God know what he was doing when he created the world? What, what, why did he choose this? He didn't. Tell your neighbor, say, he did not choose this. He didn't choose this. He actually chose you. And this is what happened. We all know because of humans, that's where warfare came in. Starting with Eve in the garden. And she got distracted. She got deceived. And then, you know, she, cho- she had a free will. So why did God give humans free will? Well, God didn't want robots, basically. It boils down to that, right? You wouldn't want a robot for your family. I would never want a robot for my child. That would never replace my child. That would never replace my spouse, right? It would really technically not really even improve probably your boss or your pastor. You just think on down the line. It pro- I mean, it may sound good in hindsight, but then you're like, no, if I, if I were to process through this, there's, no, there's nothing a robot can do that, that people have. The, the, smi- the real smiles, the real joy that you see on people's face, uh, the love that is in their eyes, right? So that's why God chose to give people a free will. He loves us and he wants us to love him back the same way, right? He wants us to serve him and even trust him, okay? So we're going to go to 1 Timothy 
scooch over a little bit to 1 Timothy 6. Yes, ma'am. 1 Timothy 6, and we're going to look at verse 12. Familiar verse. But it says, fight the good fight of faith. Remember, that's what we're fighting here. We're fighting the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Lay a hold on it. Grab a hold of it. And, and put a death grip on it. Don't let it go. To which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In the Amplified Bible, it says, fight the good fight of faith in conflict with evil. And that's what we're in. We're in a conflict with evil. Evil's trying to steal our faith and we've got to grip it so tight. We've got to know how, um, how good this faith thing is. If you don't know how good it is or what it actually does for you, why would you grip it tight? I don't blame you if you don't understand why you shouldn't grab it with a death grip because you got to know what it did for you. You got to know what it does for you. You got to know what it gives you, what it made you, who it made you to be, right? <laughs> we have to contend for the gospel against every adversary. We have to seize a hold of life. Remember, life is Zoe life. It's the God kind of life. That's the life we need to hold on to. We've got to seize a hold of it, though. It's not just going to fall on us and carry, walk, us around, walk with us around. No, we've got to grab a hold of it. We have to reign in life, but we've got to do it with a good confession. Stop speaking things. Hey, I'm talking to myself here. Stop speaking things that don't line up with the Word of God. Just stop. Better to say nothing than to open up your mouth and speak evil. It literally is better to say nothing. However, don't just say nothing. Fill that with God's word. Speak truth. A good confession is anything that agrees with God. It's the truth. It's the word. It's the truth. It's the only thing in this life that doesn't change. It's the, it's the one thing we literally can grab a hold on and know that it's going to work out the way he said it's going to work out. Right? And nothing else in life is that way. No. You can't prepare for anything. You can't even, you can, you can literally schedule your entire vacation down to the minute, which I am good at. <laughs> but it never goes that way. Never. All that time and effort just never goes that way. So I like things that are stable and God is stable, right? We want to speak truth. We want to participate. So as a contender, whatever sport you want to picture in your brain, if you're sitting on the sideline doing nothing, you're not contending, okay? So, so you can come to the church, and you can sit in church, and you can look pretty and smile, and you can even bring your Bible and maybe even take some doodle notes or whatever. But if you're not participating, you're not contending. So you're actually not doing yourself any good. As far as the team goes, you're not doing anything for the team. You're just there. Don't be there. Participate. Right? How do I participate? You, you, you grab a hold of what's being said. You grab a hold of the word. You let it come to life to you. You don't get distracted by your gum or your, a fly that is trying to attack your face. You just ignore it best you can. Just do that a couple of times. <laughs> The point is you grab a hold of what's being put before you, the table that's being set by the word of God. Faith can't keep a good man down. This is a Willie George 
uh, object lesson that we did in class, so I'm going to attempt to do it here, and it could be the worst idea ever, and I'll just go down in the history of that. That's fine, but at least I won't be licking a microphone, right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, which was cut out, by the way. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Romans 8.37 says, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us, right? We, we at this church, anyways, thank you for joining us online. By the way, I'm not ignoring you. I just forget that you're there. But we are more than conquerors, and we know that. But do we really know it? What, what does that really even mean in our everyday life? What does that mean? What about when these trials come and these attacks from the devil? What does that mean for us? Well, I think he puts it in a pretty good way, so I was going to try to do it for you. So, we'll just start life, everybody's life, person next to you. you. Listen, you might walk up to somebody and you might blubber from the day, your horrible day. But have you ever stopped to think that maybe the person you're telling this to had even a worse day than you? They're just too nice to tell you? I mean, I had somebody come and tell me one time their entire day. And I, I'm a listener. I really am. I've always been a listener. I would rather listen than just, you know, whatever talk. I just don't, I'm not very good at vocabulary, so I'd rather just listen anyways. So this, this person told me about their whole day, and I remember thinking, those are, that, that would make a bad day. It was nothing, you know, against this person. I'm not saying it against the person. I'm saying what I learned from this. What I learned from her bad day was, I, I know at those moments in her life, at the moment those things were happening, they felt attacked. They were attacks. But they make you feel like, like it's the end of the world. They make you feel that way, right? But when she finished, I remember thinking, well, those aren't, those aren't really a big deal. They're not. Nothing in, no, nothing in her story was like she stopped breathing, she died. She can no longer serve God. She is. Um, she 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 can't go to church anymore. She can't. Do, they were little things that that happened to all of us. So why spew it? I wasn't saying that to her. I started to think about me. I started to think, oh my gosh, what am I saying? What am I complaining about? That really is not that big of a deal. So I, I really tried to start watching my mouth after that and thinking somebody probably had a way worse day than what I just felt like it was a terrible day. But it wasn't really. You know what I mean? And we do have bad days. I'm not saying you shouldn't. But there are no, there are no verses of venting. I, I did like that. There's no venting verses. You know, they, you try, they try to teach you, well, you just need to vent. Well, this is not, that's, that feels good, but it's not scriptural. So... No, I don't know what to tell you. You've got to go talk to God, okay? But if you do have somebody come to you, don't, don't tell them I said that. You just pat them on the back and love on them and encourage them and comfort them because that is our job. I'm just saying maybe think, is it really that bad? No, probably not. Okay, I'm going to keep going. Life is full of trials and difficulties. We all have them. Life has wars, real wars. Life has disease, sickness. Life has murder, robbery. It has pain involved in it. It has uh, not just physical pain, it has, it has pain inside, right? And so all kinds of evils are here, but it's because of Satan. I hope everyone knows that. It's because of the enemy. God only has good. Every good and perfect thing comes from God. So we, we, we don't attribute any of that to him. However, we are in this life and we do have that. So 
the enemy is behind anything that kills, steals, or destroys. So if you want to put it into a category, you just think, is this killing, is this stealing, is this destroying? Oh, it's from the enemy. Okay, got it. Okay, or if it's not good, it's from the enemy. So a lot of people, they just let... They just let the waves hit them, right? The waves just keep coming, and, and they just let the waves wipe them out. But that's not who, that's not what God, that is not his plan for us. It's definitely not his will, right? So he actually gave us his son, Jesus Christ. He sent him to be a way to overcome the enemy. Amen. Isn't that good? Yes. He didn't just leave us to fend for ourselves. He gave us a plan, and, and the plan is not just to to um, let the enemy beat us up. It's to overcome Amen. over the enemy and what he's trying to do to us. So give me a second if I have any breath to do this. Okay. So this balloon. First of all, God gave us the word to use against the devil. Okay? So it's not like we're trying to, to beat him up in, in the natural or think of an evil plan to catch the devil in a cage because you can't do that. Right? He... It, he gave us the word of God to use against the enemy. Now, my breath just gave this balloon some shape, right? And this is kind of like God, God's word. God's word gives us life, right? And it allows for us to not get run over. It gives us faith, right? Faith comes by? Hearing. And hearing by the? Okay, so this little guy is a Christian who hears the word, and he doesn't just hear it, he also does it, okay? So that's who this is. And I'm going to put this balloon in this jar, and he's just going to hang out in there. That's his life, okay? His life is really good right now. Nothing bad's happening to him right now. And sometimes we do go through, like, moments of, like, you feel like there's nothing going on, but behind the scenes, the enemy is just preparing something for you. He doesn't ever stop, y'all. He doesn't stop. Don't ever, don't ever give up your guard is what I'm trying to say, okay? So what happens to a Christian who has the word of God in his heart and in his mouth, right, when trials and attacks start to come after him, okay? So he's got it in his heart, he's got it in his mouth, and then this is what the enemy is going to come bring. Little kids, do you think my balloon's going to sink? No. Okay, they don't think it is. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put lots of water on top of it so it'll sink. I'm just going to pour. This is what the devil does. He's like... <laughs> I'm just going to pour this on you. You are going down, Christian. You are going down. You know what? It's actually been a pretty good day for me. I'm just going to hammer you with, with this life today, okay? You're going to have a really bad day today. So that's the enemy pouring out his, his plans, his schemes, his tricks on a Christian who has the word of God in his heart and in his mouth. But what is the balloon doing? It's, it's overcoming. It's riding. It's riding those trials. Okay? So how much, no matter how much the enemy tries to pour on you or put on you, he, his goal is to overcome you. He wants you down under those trials. But we are not going to let him do that because we're going to practice the word. We're going to be doers of the word. Right? Now, oh... This guy did pretty good. He's a good little Christian. Now this guy, God still loves this guy. He's a Christian. And he's still going to heaven. I don't know if he's going to the rapture, but he is going to heaven, okay? So <laughs> I don't know him that well. <laughs> so this guy, this guy maybe knows the word. This guy 
goes and sits in the church pew. He doesn't. He's, he's a pretty regular guy, regular church goer. And he knows the word. But there's something he's missing. He's, he, doesn't, he doesn't speak the word very often. Well, he tries to. But then other stuff comes out of his mouth, like the complaining or the focus of the day or the enemy, what's trying to do to him. And you think this guy's going to float? You don't think so? Let's see. He went straight down. And not only did, he's not even like sort of floating. He's at the bottom of all these trials. Why? Why? Because he's not a speaker. He's not a doer. He just thinks that he has to deal with this warfare. He doesn't know that he has the ability to literally ride on top of those. Why? Why? Well, you got to know where your enemy is. And you got to know who your enemy is. Okay? Your enemy is not your mother-in-law. Your enemy is not your friend. Your spouse. It's not your spouse. Especially if it's a girl. Just kidding. That's just a joke. Okay. This is not your boss. It's not your children. Even on those days, it's still not your children. It's not your pastor or your church. It's not your church family. It's not your, it's not even your mouth, really. It's not your uh, neighbor or your parents, your siblings. It's not the police officers. It's not the traffic. It's not the crazy people that are driving around in the traffic. It's not the house, your house. You know, you could look at your house. It might look like the enemy at certain days, but it's not the house. It's not the shape of your body. It's not your money. None of those things are your enemy. Your school, your job, none of those things are your enemy. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. No. Remember that. That's so important. That will keep you from spewing to somebody that they are the problem. Because if they have flesh or blood, that means if they're a living, breathing human, they are not your enemy. Even though they may look at like it sometimes or seem like it, whatever. That's all your, your natural sight, right? They're not your enemy. But who is your enemy? Satan, his devices, his demons. That's your enemy. That is the enemy we go after. Yes. That, the, we don't do warfare against our our church family, or our family in our home, we actually want them to like us, right? Things will go well with you if they like you, right? So the enemy, know who the enemy is. Who should I get today? I don't want to embarrass Merrick, so. Maverick, can you come up here, please? You don't get embarrassed. Okay. We want to know who our enemy is. Come here, Maverick. Just turn around and smile at everybody. Okay, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Did you see that guy hitting you? Did you see that? Did you see this glove hit you? It was not, it was not me, Maverick. It was the glove. I, you guys saw it. Did the glove hit him? Yes. See? The glove. It was the glove. What do you think about that? You're controlling the glove. What? <laughs> have you heard this before? <laughs> You're exactly right. Go have a seat. Thank you so much. Yeah, it can look like those people are our enemy. It can look like those things are our enemy. It can literally look like it, and it can feel like it. But there's always something controlling it, right? Just like a glove. There's always going to be a hand in that glove controlling it. There are 
There are people who are pawns of the enemy. And that doesn't mean they know it. Doesn't mean they're trying. It just means the enemy, the enemy, the devil, is the one using that person to try to hurt you, discourage you, distract you, or those things. Okay, so we have to stop blaming the flesh and blood. We've got to start going after the real enemy. Can I get an amen? amen? Okay, if you are a person, First of all, how do you know if it's an enemy? How do you know if this is really of, God, of, of the devil and it's not just... Because sometimes we can make up our own um, situations. Well, if it goes against the word of God, then it's the enemy. And if it's fear, it's the enemy. Because this, this doesn't involve fear. God doesn't give us fear. He doesn't give us a spirit of fear, right? If it is discouragement, it's the enemy. If it's an addiction that you can't get out of, can't get out of, that's by your confession, I mean, it's the enemy. And you can get out of it. If it's depression and you feel like you can't get out of that, it's the enemy. If it's poverty, sickness, disease, anger, if it is unforgiveness, it is the enemy. It's not God. So go after it. You go after the unforgiveness. You take that thing and you chase it down. You go after that anger. You don't just say that's who I am. I'm going to deal with it. Stop that. We have been made mightier than that. You go after those things. Don't put up with addiction. Don't surrender to those things. Make them surrender to you. It's going to take work. It's going to take effort. But if you do it, you have the victory. It's already promised to you. It's a promise. It's not a maybe. It's a promise from God. So we want to contend. We want to contend against those things. We want to contend. Those are our enemies. They all come from the God of this world, which is Satan, right? And so why do we have them? Human will. Okay, let's just settle that right now. Don't ask God why anymore. Just settle it. It's human will, free will. Just go, get over, forgive Eve and move on, people. Okay, because you probably would have done the same thing. And I don't know what to tell you about that, okay? That is just done. We got to not look at the past. Move on. Okay, so we want to trust God. God has the victory and he pre-made you a victor. Right? He gave you the blue ribbon already. The first place blue ribbon already. You already have it. Maybe you don't notice it. Maybe you're not looking at it. But you have it. He gave that to you before the fight even started. This fight of faith. Okay? We need to ride on top of those troubles. We need to not surrender. But we need to make it surrender. In other words, we need to not quit going after those things. Don't quit. Don't quit. If I had a motto, it would be don't quit. That would be my motto. Don't quit. Because I know. I can see the hope. I can see the good. I'm so, so excited when Jesus comes back. I see the good. The, the, the no more tears. The no more sadness. The, 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 the joy. I know a lot of people don't like Lord of the Rings, and I'm not saying you should watch it or whatever. I do like it because there, are, there is something about the last one when he finishes this horrible, horrible battle of life. 
And I tell you that last part when there is joy on those people's face that they overcame evil, it's about good overcoming evil. Um, and, and the joy, I, that is natural joy that I see and I get excited. I can't even imagine the spiritual joy that we're going to experience. It's going to be so worth it, guys. Don't quit, right? So you're telling me, oh, you just don't understand because I'm too tired. Well, we're not going to really go with that because I didn't bring my soapbox, but if I would have brought it today, I would totally get on that thing and tell you about tiredness, okay? So tired, who isn't tired? Children are tired. Children, children shouldn't be tired. They should be enjoying life. Unless you're Allie and you can run around in circles over and over. and I, Just watching her is making me tired. And she's not even panting yet. I don't know. She was just going and going and going and going. We need to be like that. We need to just be going and going and going. We, are, we can't give our attention to tired, in other words. We don't have time for that. Do you think our soldiers are like, hey, Bob, I'm really tired today. Do you think we can just take a break? Yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm not a soldier. I wasn't a soldier. My sister was. And I don't think they let you do that, right? Yeah, I wouldn't have made it, so that's why I didn't go in. And the whole thing, people yelling at me, I would just cried the whole time. So I'm glad you served for us. Thank you for your country. But they don't let you do that. They, we wouldn't expect them to do that, would we? We would expect them to be so determined, so trained, that they don't even, that's not even an option. That's how we're supposed to be. Did you know we're soldiers of the cross? We signed up to be a soldier of Jesus Christ. We can't give tired our attention. We can't give it that. Quitting is not an option. Tired is not an option. Guess what? You can go on. You're still here. I'm still here. We can keep going. We can do it. Choose life. Choose to stand even when it gets challenging. Battles, some of them are worse than others. Some of them can be ferocious. Ferocious. When I think of ferocious, I think of a lion. And those things are ferocious. I was at the zoo one time, and the lions were just being all good over there. You know what they do? They, they lay down literally every time. They never do a show for us. They never, they don't even, they just lay there. But this one time, I went to the zoo, and this was the weirdest thing. This lady, I mean, you're talking about there's a giant gap. He's on the rocks over there. We're over here, safe. You know, there's no way you get over here. There's a lady that just walked Came up to it. She didn't do anything, y'all. She just walked over there. The lion perked up and was like, and I was like, I'm getting away from that lady. That's creepy. And I'd never seen him do that. That was ferocious because I know if he, if there wouldn't have been a, a trench or whatever that is, gap, he would have got that lady and she would have been eaten. That, that thing was ferocious. Their, their heads are like this big. My head could fit in his mouth. So ferocious can be a battle sometimes, right? A battle can be ferocious. But even so, we have to look at it as, yes, this is tough. Yes, this is challenging. But I remember something about God saying I'm the victor. Oh, yeah, I already won. So I'm just going gonna, gonna to stand. I'm going to stand through this battle. I'm going to come out on the other side. I'm going to ride it. And I'm going to stay on top of it. And I'm going to laugh in the enemy's face. Because I'm going to choose to stand. Let's go to Ephesians 6.13. Ephesians 
All right, Ephesians 6.13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. So what does that mean, Brandy? Are we just going to stand there? Are we just going to stand there and the devil's just going to hit us with that glove and we're just going to be like, bam, bam. Oh, I'm still standing. Oops. I'm still standing. I'm just going to stand here. No, that's not what stand means. Withstand here means, the, it's a verb, to vigorously oppose. Amen. It means to bravely resist. We're not going to mope and cry. You don't know what's happening to me, and I, just, I need to go to my closet. Well, the closet doesn't actually do anything. It just makes you hide for a little bit. And then you have to come back out to it, okay? So just bravely resist. Bravely. A warrior doesn't cry in, 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 in times of battle. The warrior moves forward. The warrior takes up his armor and continues to do what he's supposed to do. Bravely resist. Stand face to face. Yes. Your addiction. Your unforgiveness. Your attitude. That was on my toes. Your attitude. It's so, it just sneaks up on you. It's just like you're doing so good, and then all of a sudden it just comes out. Stand face to face with it. Don't give in. Stare it down. Stand your ground, in other words. Every day, stand your ground. You can make it. We're going to contend. We're going to stop thinking so much, and we're going to do can you imagine if the children of Israel would have just stopped th thinking all the time? Well, let's just think about this. What do, you, what do you think, Bob? Do you think we should move on with this? Or? No. Well, okay, if God said it, stop thinking about it. Stop conversing about it. Just go. Just do. I always tell my kids, we don't try. We do. Because trying means that you're thinking about it. You're thinking, can I do this? Am I going to make it? But what if? That, what if, what, okay, what if? So just go do. You will, you will be so much more ahead if you just go do. Pray and fight for your marriage. It takes so much work. Pray and fight for your children. They need it. Your grandkids, pray and fight for them. Pray and fight for your business. And my goodness, pray and fight for your own testimony. That is fighting a good fight of faith. When you got this and you're moving forward with your testimony, this, I mean, who you are, what you have, and what you can do, that is fighting a good fight right there. Victory is yours. Did you know that God can't lose? He created the world, people, with his mouth. I, I can't create hardly anything with my hands much less my mouth, except for a problem. I can definitely stir up some issues with my mouth. But, but God can create the, the things that we can touch and see. He created you, a living being, that the world can't even figure out how we work. He created that with his mouth. Tell me how can he lose a battle? Amen. He can't. He wants to deliver you from Satan. He actually wants to deliver us. He wants to deliver us from the wrath that is to come. Yes. There, there is a wrath to come. Right. His wrath is on hold, guys. Right. And it is coming. He doesn't want any of his children to be a part of that. 
He actually did everything he could do to save every human from going to hell. He did. You don't believe me? He sent Jesus Christ, his son, to down a cross so that no one would have to choose hell. The, the Bible even says God desires that all men would be saved. That's his will. That's his desire. He is the one that is holding back the filth, the overcoming nastiness right now. We are his people and we are literally light that is keeping this earth from burning up, literally, right? While we're here. He doesn't want anybody to go to hell. So when you take on these thoughts... When you take on thoughts of I can't or I just, I, I'm never going to change or this is too much for me or I'm, I'm too tired, you're no longer contending. You've, you sat down. You sat down and you, 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 you're quitting. You're just sitting. You're doing nothing. So stop that. Don't let anybody steal these promises that are yours. Amen. Don't let anybody steal healing, Amen. peace, joy. Don't let anybody steal sleep or rest. Amen. Don't let anyone or anything steal your eternity. What in the world on this earth could possibly be worth you losing eternity in heaven, I should say, because eternity in hell is just as long as eternity in heaven, and you will go to one of those two places. But what in the world, what could you even think of? You think of things that are so awesome. You know, you get a new car or you get new shoes or you get a new job, but, but you know all of those things wear off. What would be worth losing eternity in heaven? Absolutely nothing. Don't let the enemy deceive you by trickery and, and making things look good and, and trying to get away with things, lying and stealing and, and, and looking at the problem instead of God's word. So where are you today? Where is your enemy? Are you surrounded right now because we all have those moments we all have those battles where we're surrounded and we're alone so what are we going to do when we're surrounded by the enemy and we're all alone well technically you're not all alone no. god never leaves you but in a in, in a battle you may be facing it alone you may be dealing with it alone and not sharing it with others around you they may not know about it etc so what are we going to do well, if we're the true warriors, if we're contenders, we're going to push back the darkness. We're going to stand firm like we talked about. We're not going to wait. We're not going to see how it goes a couple of days, and then if it's really serious, then I might contend. No, you contend now. You contend while it's easier. It's only going to get harder. Do you understand the darkness gains ground every time you wait? When the headache comes, little, little foot, and then you're like, it's just a headache. Oh, little foot. Well, it'll probably go away. Oh, little foot. Why would you wait? Just speak against it. I don't receive that headache in Jesus' name. That is you standing firm. That is you pushing back the darkness and not letting it get any closer, right? We need to have the light pushing forward. We need the light to gain ground. We are light bearers. We have to wake up every day and think, I'm going to take ground today for the, for the kingdom of God. And you need to decide how you're going to do that, right? Every day, just... Just, it doesn't have to be like, like a whole valley. It could just be a little step because that's where you start with. You put one foot in front of the other some days. I don't receive that in Jesus' name. That's taking a step. Amen. I cast those words down in Jesus' name. I don't receive that thought. That is stepping. That's moving forward. That's gaining ground for the kingdom. Change your mouth. Change your thoughts. Change your perspective. 
Okay, rise up. Rise up, Christian warrior, right? Rise up, not in yourself. You have nothing in yourself that can overcome anything. You're, you're just, you are just unworthy before Jesus met you. But now you are worthy. Rise up in him. Amen. It's like in him. You're like, it's like the big brother behind you, right? Rise up in him and use his strength. Use his power. Use his mercy. Use his energy. <laughs> right? Amen. Amen to that. You have a spirit living inside of you, and it is the spirit of God. So don't think he's not with you. He goes with you everywhere you go. He faces everything with you. You just either choose to acknowledge him or not. You either choose to use him or not. You can ignore him. And that's what a lot of people do because they're not aware of his presence. But his presence is always with you. Always. Let's go to 2 Timothy 2. 2 Timothy 2. And I'm going to try to wrap this up. 2 Timothy 2. We're going to look at verses 3 and 4. It says, No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. What's our goal? Our goal is to please God. We're going to contend with patience, because he told us to. We're going to contend with endurance. We're going to contend with hard work, right? We are going to defend the gospel tirelessly. The gospel. We're going to push back darkness tirelessly. That's who we are. You're a warrior of Christ. You're a truth bearer. All right, little kids, come back up here and let's practice our verse again. I mean, big kids and little, little big kids. Children's church, how about that? I know some of y'all don't want to be called a little kid. All right, you ready? You're going to know this by next Wednesday, right? Yeah? Oh, Miss, did she fall asleep? Oh, she gone. Okay, we won't. We'll just not point that out. Okay. Casting down arguments. Casting down arguments. And every high thing. Every high thing. That exalts itself. Against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity. Do you know the rest of it? To the... Oh, good. Perfect. To the obedience of Christ. Oh, good job. You're already getting it. All right. Perfect. Thank you. Yes, they're so easy to talk to. They're so good. I love it. All right. I want to just give you real quick some other translations of this, this memory. Oh, I'm sorry, Kylie. Did you want to come up here by yourself? Okay, I didn't think so. <laughs> She doesn't like that attention. Okay. I just want to give you some other translations of this, this verse, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, which I want you to memorize. I just want to read some different wording to you. Uh, Pull down every towering obstacle reared up against the knowledge of God. Take every thought prisoner and make it obey Christ. Take it a prisoner and make it obey Christ. That's good stuff right there. Break down every thought and proud thing. Break it down. Break it down. Every towering obstacle erected to prevent men from knowing God. That is what it's doing. It's not all about you. It's not all about me. Big deal. We're having a big day. That's not the devil's goal. His goal is that men wouldn't know God. That's sad. That's sad. Demolish opposing reasonings and presumptuous unbelief. 
casting down reasonings or speculations and break down every wall that's built to keep men from finding God. That's what we do every day. We search around to find every wall that's being built to keep God, people, humans, from knowing our God who is so good. That's why we have to take a stand in our country because there are walls being built so that men won't know God. The country that was built for God, right? right? We can't stay silent. We can't sit on the side when we get tired. We got to contend. We got to keep going until it's done. I promise it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. Those around us should see us as severe Christians. Severe, submitted Christians. We should be submitted to our pastor, to our Bible, to our husbands. (laughs) Yeah, I said it. To our husbands, to our boss. I can keep going to our, that's all I got. Okay, we're moving on. We want to be extreme Christians. Do you know what extreme is? One, one, you're one way, you're the other way. Extreme. You're so far a Christian, everybody knows it. I like what Pastor Barclay said. Sinners should be uncomfortable around you. Even if it's your family, they should feel uncomfortable around you. Not because of what you're doing, but because you have the Spirit of God in you. And they're condemned already, remember. We have to be Jesus freaks. Y'all know that song, right, from a long time ago when I was a kid. We got to be Jesus freaks. We have to be God-possessed. And here's the kicker. We have to actually act like it. We can't just walk around and be like, yes, I'm such a Jesus freak. I got this Jesus shirt, and I got my Jesus coffee mug, and I got my bumper sticker. Jesus. Jesus saves. And I got my... um, I got my kids' shirts matching, and I go to church every Sunday. I'm like the best Christian. Well, a severe Christian doesn't have to tell a single person. Now, there's nothing wrong with those things. I like Jesus' shirts. We shouldn't have to do those things in order for people to know we're Christians, right? We should be severe Christians all the time, living what the Bible says. We're soldiers. We need to act like it. We're soldiers of the cross. Jesus is our Lord. He owns us. He owns every part of us. He redeemed us. He goes with us everywhere we go. He loves us. He provides for us. And he makes a way for us. When we contend, we contend for our family. We contend to stay in church. And that can be hard sometimes. We can contend to stay submitted to our pastor. We can contend, grab a hold, grab a hold. We can contend to read and study the word daily. Grab a hold, contend for it. Maybe you're not doing it, but contend for it. Don't give up. Keep going until you do. It feels so good. It's so good to know the word and to know that when the devil strikes you, you have something in your hand to get him back and he flees. But if you don't contend, what are you gonna what are you gonna use against him? You're just gonna stand there like, oh, oh, oh. Pray, contend to pray. Contend to pray. Contend to be here for Monday night prayer. Contend to be here. Contend for it, guys. Contend to pray and fellowship with your God on a daily basis. You've got to contend for that. It doesn't just happen because you're a good Christian. God doesn't just show up to my house and say, are you ready to fellowship, Brandy? 
because I, I, I just, I've been waiting all day to fellowship with you. No, he doesn't do that. No. He does wait for me, but I actually have to be like, I got to not think about the dishes right now, and I got to, I got to get up early so my kids can't interrupt my time. I got to not think about the laundry. I've got to not process. I've got so much to do that I don't have time for that. I have to contend for me to meet with God. And it is worth it. Okay? So, to wrap this up, we are going to contend to believe the whole word of God. And we're going to contend to speak the whole word of God. And we're going to contend to act the whole word of God. Amen? And it's, I mean, it can feel hard sometimes, but come on, guys. It's simple. It, it is, God made it, God made it simple. We, we have the easy part. We have the easy part. We just got to remember that. We got to contend for it. All right, stand to your feet. We pray you were blessed by the message we were able to share with you today. For more spiritual resources that can help you in your walk with God, or to find out more about our ministry, just go to our website at cffchurch.com. You will find additional teachings by video, audio, and printed resources that will be a blessing to you. May God's very best be yours.